0: welcome everyone to the comedy sports podcast with your host christine rollo capriolo and today's guest the man who brings a special style to cut up comedy, Al of A Thousand Dances, Oldham.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Comedy Sports Podcast. It's Christine Rolo Capriolo. I am really excited, and I say that every time I start an episode. But whenever someone asks me who would be my dream team to play with, I always mention this guy. He would always be, yes, you would, every time. If I got to stack the show with the players that I'd want to play with, I always say Al Oldham.
0: Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's so nice. Thank you. It's true. You'd be on my team, too.
1: Oh, stop it. Now you're just (laughs) saying that. Everybody, it's Al Oldham here, Milwaukee comedy sports legend. I'm going to say it.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I loved playing there. It was fantastic.
1: I'll tell me. We're gonna just start. Okay. Where are you okay. from? Where were you born and raised?
0: Uh oh, yikes! This is a, a big one. So uh, I was born in Southern California. I was born in a tiny little town called Brawley. Really? Um, yeah, um, it's real border town, um, Southern California. Same uh, town that Cher was born in. Oh. So, yeah, um, and uh, the family moved there. Um, My family, they were Dust Bowl people, family moved and settled there, yada, yada. Um, I was born there, then they moved around a little bit, and we lived in Southern California for a long time, then Northern California, then eventually... I moved to Madison. Um, there's a, a lot of travels in between there. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually I moved to Madison and settled in Madison and then moved to Milwaukee.
1: Okay. Why did you go to Madison? Was that for school?
0: I did. Originally moved to Madison to go to school. Okay. I got a job working at Pizzeria Uno's on yeah. State Street. Sure. And got a transfer to here, to Milwaukee. They were going to be opening up a new store in Bayshore, okay, and that store never opened. (laughs) And I had the opportunity to either move back or I could take the uh, job back in Madison or have no job at all. So I opted to just stay in Milwaukee and got a job waiting tables at Comedy Sports' second location or I guess their new location on Jefferson Street when they closed – Colts or stopped right. operating at Colts and opened up their own location on Jefferson Street.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, wait. Back up a second. Yeah. What kind of kid were you?
0: Ooh, I was a shy kid. You were? I was. I was a really, really shy kid. I was uh, an asthmatic. And you have asthma? I have asthma. Yeah. I, I was, didn't know that. Yeah. I was a very, very sick kid. Yeah? And we, because we lived in Southern California, um, it was the time of smog. Oh, and yeah. So, so it really Early 70s. So I was kept inside. So TV was my thing. Okay. And I was a really, really shy kid. Um, I didn't interact with a lot of people. I didn't have a lot of friends. I was really quiet. Really? And yeah. I stayed very much to myself growing up. I was a very, very, very quiet, introverted kid.
1: So you're watching a lot of TV. Did you like comedy?
0: Loved comedy. Oh, I loved comedy. What were that some of your thing. favorites? Uh, cartoons. Like, yeah. I loved cartoons. Kay. I watched, I could. Probably recite every episode of I Love Lucy. Okay. Happy Days. Yeah. Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy, mm. um, Three's Company. Uh, I, you know, we weren't policed. Yeah. By our parents at the right, time. So, right. you know, we had, we could watch really anything on television that we yeah. wanted. I remember watching um, Elvira's movie, Macabre, if you oh know what that God, is. I totally right? remember Elvira. And, and so these things shaped kind of my warped sense of humor. <laughs> right? And, and so all these different uh, folks kind of helped shape where yeah. my sense of humor comes from. Okay. So yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, my God. So, okay, now when you said you went to Madison originally for school, were you going to study theater?
0: No, uh, I actually wanted to be a teacher, believe it or not.
1: Did you really? I
0: did. I wanted to be a teacher. And then, like, being around kids and working with kids, and I was like, I hate this. (laughs) I, I can kind of relate. <laughs> and, and I I did not have the patience for children. And I was like, there's no way that this is for me. And I thought I wanted to be an English teacher. I, I wanted to teach English initially really? and then go into being a drama teacher. OK. And then I was like, this is not for me. This is how not long, at all
1: for me. How long did you put in?
0: Uh, two years under my belt. Two years. And then and I like, t- nope, not for me. <laughs> Definitely not
1: for me. So then when you d- decided to stay in Milwaukee, why why did you stay here?
0: I stayed in Milwaukee. I met my ex wife. Okay. And uh, we got married. She was from here. Things were great okay, here with okay. her. Um, and I loved Milwaukee.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it was the home of Laverne and Shirley. Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Home of Happy Days. Happy Days. Um, so I, and I really do love Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee yeah. is a really great small city. Um, and it's a really great big town and yes. there's a lot to do here. People yeah. really don't appreciate Milwaukee the way that they should. Um, I we agree. have a really great art scene. yeah we yeah. have a ballet, we have a symphony. We have things to do here For sure. that, and people are really surprised when they get to Milwaukee at all the cool stuff we have. And I'm not even talking about Summerfest. Right. Like that alone, like, and all the ethnic festivals that we have all right. year long. So anyway, it. and so I fell in love with Milwaukee. And okay. it was like, yeah, this is home now.
1: So then how did you hear about comedy sports? You said you got a job waiting tables at comedy sports.
0: Yeah. In, when I worked at Pizzeria Uno's in Madison, mm-hmm. I had worked with several guys who worked for um, State Street Comedy Sports. Okay. So guys who had we part of the Burt Firstners. Oh, That's like going, Mike Rock. Mike and, like, Rock, mm-hmm. Graham Willoughby, Mark Hervey, guys okay, that are yeah. probably going to go way, way back. Yeah. Um, and Joe Thompson, who was one of the guys from Comedy Sports, right. trained me at Pizzeria Uno's. Oh, he my was, God. Yeah, one of the guys I worked with. He and his wife were both the folks that had trained me. So I was familiar with Comedy Sports. Okay. But because I was so kind of shy and quiet, I was like, that's just not for me. And when people described comedy sports to me as this kind of pseudo improv comedy thing that was a little bit like, I I pictured in my head something more like um, Monty Python. And I just, that wasn't my thing. It was not my thing. So I never went to see a show.
1: Okay. And
0: when I interviewed at Comedy Sports here, I lied (laughs) and said (laughs) I had seen a show. (laughs) And I believe they called Joe Thompson. They may or may not have. Um, Jennifer Rupp interviewed me. Yeah. Um, and they, I believe they called Joe Thompson to check my, my references. Sure. I'm sure they did. Uh, um, yeah. And I believe Joe must have given me a good recommendation because yeah. I got the job. Um, and, and that was it. I started waiting tables, took the workshops, and uh, eventually got asked to do a show
1: right so what was it about comedy sports once you got there and you're waiting tables and you're seeing shows right what was it that really drew you in
0: so i had done some theater in high school and okay. done some theater post high school i yeah. um, working with a repertory company in northern california and i had seen these theater games done mm-hmm. mainly like uh improvisational freeze tag games. so i was familiar right. with these things that that the guys were and gals were doing on stage um but it I didn't know how broad it was, and mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was times to it and that it was set up in this sports-type format. So right. um, when I saw what they were doing as sort of this performance sports format, I was blown away by it. Really I was, good. Yeah, I was bl- totally blown away by it. It was something that I had not seen before because yeah. to try to describe comic sports to somebody is nearly impossible because <laughs> it doesn't really have anything to do with... The sports aspect, right? Like, the the fact that there are two teams competing, it doesn't really matter. Right. It's, it's really about the show. Yeah. And it's really about, you've got, at the time, they had eight people.
1: Oh, yeah, four and four. Yeah, they had four and four. Right.
0: And then they had uh, Mr. Voice, Mr.... Uh, they had Roger doing sound effects, mm-hmm. they had Paula doing music, mm-hmm. plus they had occasionally they would have a prop boy or girl, right? right? Um, she's
1: usually a, a Kafaro right, child, right? Exactly, <laughs> right?
0: And it's so they had a lot of like stuff. I mean, they had a lot more than the, they do the now, the Ballet
1: Parkers, Ballet
0: Parkers. Oh my god, I forgot about that, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was a crazy big it show, was. yeah, um, and it was wild to watch, yeah. I just remember being in awe. Watching these men and women on stage who I I was just blown away by how fast they were, how professional they were, how quick they were. I worked with guys Tom New, Angelo Farina, Joe Cortese, Holly Gnatowski. I mean, these men and women who I was astounded at, at how amazingly funny and fast they were.
1: Right. Yeah. So you're watching that, working on Waystaff, and you think, I'm going to try it. I'm going to do workshops.
0: I'm going to do workshops. Um, but it, it wasn't – I didn't have the desire to do it necessarily. I okay. thought, okay, this would be cool. It's sort of a – I can use it as something to kind of springboard it in terms of I was doing some theater still here mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. But it wasn't anything – I didn't think that I would cross over. I didn't think I was – I didn't have – what I thought were the chops to get up on that stage and do that. Okay. Um, it just seemed too big. <laughs> it just yeah. seemed way too big because those folks were fast and really, really funny. Right. Um, And, you know, you're looking at these folks, Joe Cortese, John Plastic. It was, I mean, it blew me away right. how, how really, really good they were. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, so when you started doing workshops though, was that kind of well, you came in here and you're you're saying you were a shy kid, did that pull you out of those shyness? Oh,
0: totally. Totally. 100%. Yeah. Like because and that's why I encourage people to take the workshops mm-hmm. because it taps into a portion of your self-esteem and confidence that you didn't know you had. Right. Um, it it forces you to come out of that shell and and you are allowed to be that person that you see on stage in your everyday life. Yeah. Like your confidence yeah. improves, your posture improves, your ability to think on your feet mm-hmm. improves, your ability to work as a team mm-hmm. um, member improves, everything. Like it literally improves every aspect of your life. Right. Um, and it really helps everyone. Yeah. There are a couple of exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a few folks come through the workshops and I'm like, oh, you're still doing it, huh? <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> well done. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like it.
1: Workshop for Life. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you were in workshops. What year do you think that was? Uh, 92, uh, 91, 92. I want to say
0: 91, 92, maybe 93. So I it was had, like,
1: Rolly Cafaro. I
0: had, yeah, Rolly was in. Rolly Cafaro was in there with me. I I believe, Mark Redlick. Bo Johnson was one of my instructors. John Beleznick was one of my instructors. Tom New would come in and teach us Shakespeare.
1: Shakespeare, Uh, yep.
0: He was great. Um, Paula would do, Paula Foley would come in and do Um, musical music and I'm a terrible singer but she taught me to stop being fearful of music and that it wasn't about how you sound but commitment and more than anything else commitment to things will get you through a lot
1: well speaking of commitment (laughs) I'm gonna jump around (laughs) on the timeline here oh no oh no your delivery and commitment when you did accents was amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: you, you didn't do it. I no. mean, you did it, but no. you
0: didn't. No, no, so, I can't do accents.
1: No, I can't either. Yeah. yeah. So you would get an accent in a game. Yeah. You're Irish, right? Right. And what would you do?
0: I would just speak in my normal voice. <laughs>
1: How did you right. make it work?
0: I don't know. I think because I would commit to it and just be like, "Would you like a potato?" <laughs> right? Like I would do my best and commit to it with my worst Irish accent.
1: The and crowd would go wild. I for would. You. I
0: would really, really try. My commitment was there. I was big on because I. I had an ear. For, I have an ear for accents. So if I hear it, if you say it to me, I can. I can repeat it back immediately. Right. But. If I hear something else, I'm screwed. Well, I that's can't. the thing. Yeah. You'll
1: be in a scene, and like you're Irish, I'm German, and the, you know Kyle yeah. is uh, Italian. Yeah. I can hear it, and I've got mine. But as soon as one of you guys start talking, it, it's, it's on.
0: Yeah, I can't. I I don't operate like that either. Right. And then if if somebody's like Scottish, I'm like, right. I just can't do it. Right? Like, <laughs> there's not any. I so I would go into this kind of vaguely European like yay oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> You committed
1: and your right. delivery was so bad, but it was, it was so it was good. Yeah. The crowd would go Commitment. nuts. I remember being up there. I want to say you were French. I, for sure. some reason, I remember that. And I remember being on the sideline and you going up there and just speaking in your voice. Now, whenever we would get accents in the show, I would have a panic attack because I'm so not good at them. And I would I would go to someone on my team like, okay, speak French to me. Speak it speak it in my ear so I could hear it and I could try to remember it, like you said, and yeah. hear it. Yeah. Okay, I can yeah. do it. I want to say you were French. And I'm panicking on the sideline for whatever accent I to do. And you come up and you just start talking in your voice. And I'm like sweating, freaking out. And I'm like wait, how come he cannot do the X? <laughs> Everyone loves it. And I'd come up and they'd see me and they're like, boo.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
1: And you rocked the delivery. Yeah,
0: it's delivery, I think. Commitment, right? Commitment. Like, I would commit to doing my best. I Or I hypnotize the audience into like, this is French, you all. Yeah. Like, this is what the French people sound yeah. like. They welcome, they to welcome to France.
1: Welcome to Hi, I'm Al. Welcome to France. Like, oh, I didn't know they sounded so similar oh, to it. it
0: sounds just like a Wisconsin accent. That's so weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so tell me then, you're in workshops. How did you start playing then? What was that about?
0: Uh, so I, I got my first show. I think somebody must have not shown up, right? Like, and Dick was there and Dick was like, hey, you want to do the show tonight? And I was like. What? Are oh, you like kidding? you were waiting tables? Yeah, you I think? was waiting tables. Okay, and I was like, "What? Are you kidding? Like, I don't have a uniform. Like, I tried every way to get out of it.
1: Oh, you didn't want to do it?
0: No, I was terrified. <laughs> I was terrified because it was Angelo, oh, it was yeah. Joe, oh, boy. it was John Pelesnik, yeah, it was Brian Green, uh-huh. um, it was Bruce Tom Brinker. New. Tom New. No, Bruce wasn't back yet, okay. but it was all the heavy hitters yes. were in the show, um, and. I immediately, and this is not, um, this is not untrue. I threw up. You did. <laughs> I did. I threw up. Oh no! And I got the worst case of diarrhea I've ever had in my life.
1: You had the anxiety poops. <laughs> I did I had oh, the anxiety no. poops.
0: And I threw up. And then I was like, "Well, I got to do this. I got to do it." And I, 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 it was the best. Best show I've ever had in my life, and Angelo Farina after the show was on he was like, "Nice job," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Angelo Farina right? said, "Nice job," and Angelo, if you, you remember Angelo? Oh, yeah. He did not give out compliments. Uh,
1: n- no. <laughs> he would come so, up and tell you how terrible yeah. you were. And
0: so for <laughs> Angelo to say, "Nice show," was like, "Holy," ah, shit, ah, like right. Angelo liked the job I did, yeah. um, and I I couldn't stop shaking. And then I was like, oh, "I got to go back and wait tables for the second <laughs> show," right? <laughs> Ten o'clock, <laughs> right. and but it was the coolest thing, and I was like, "Whatever this feeling is, this adrenaline and everything yeah. else, I want to do this again." Okay, and,
1: so it hooked you in right yeah, away. It totally
0: hooked me in, and then, um, I think it may have been Peter Alberts, yeah. who was like, "We got to get this guy on the schedule," who mm-hmm. was really like a uh, uh, was really cool about getting me on the. Sh- in, on the roster And yeah. he was really Really cool about it Um And I owe him A lot for that Um And really rallied Behind it So nice. Yeah He was a a, a Cool dude And, and yeah. yeah So um Yeah So I started calling in Got some shows Got some remotes And then Started doing it You were right? just regular there You yeah. were there all the time Yeah I stopped waiting tables yeah. You know I would uh, I, It was It became where I, I would Wait tables occasionally Rather than then mm-hmm. do shows occasionally, so right. and I really got to love it. Yeah, um, and I got to meet some of the. I, I, I mean the experiences were amazing. I've uh, working at comedy sports. It was just one of I I got to uh, go to Kansas City and play in one of the tournaments. Yeah, I've got to see tournaments here in Milwaukee, and I right. meet so many cool people. And the the friendships that I made at comedy sports have been amazing. I mean, these are people who. Comics can be dark, and they can be depressed, <laughs> right. and they can be awful, mm-hmm. and they can be mean. Mm-hmm. But they are true friends, and yeah. they are really, really lifelong. And um, some of the people that I I have known twenty eight years, yeah. nearly thirty years. So right. that's long, long time.
1: Long time. Yeah,
0: really, really long time.
1: So we're thinking like 93 is when you started playing? Yeah, roughly there 93, regularly. 94,
0: somewhere around there.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay, and then yeah. at some point you started teaching?
0: I did, I started teaching workshops. Um, I was 33 <laughs> when I, I, I remember <laughs> that, I remember that because, uh, I remember turning 33 and for whatever reason that's, that number stood out for some reason. And I just remember, Oh, I'm 33 years old.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that was a big, like, wow, I'm 33 doing this. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know why it was such a big deal, but yeah, <laughs> I was 33 when I was, and it was my birthday when I was teaching workshops that, at that particular time. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was 33. So that would have been, Oh, I got to do math. Um, 2002 okay yeah okay so yeah
1: and so you got to do a little bit of teaching which is what you were. and what what did you think what were what was some of the major things that you tried to impart on your students that was really important
0: um, more than anything, commitment and confidence mm-hmm. and uh, creating a stage picture so that the audience could see you. Uh, because I had um, a theater background, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that we didn't see your butt, right? Like more <laughs> right. than anything, I wanted to make sure that the audience could see your face right? at all times. And the one thing, I can't remember who it was who taught me this. Was one of the the instructors who came through was like, they, if they can't hear you, they can't laugh. So you have to be loud. So always work on your volume mm-hmm. um, and project, project, project. And that stuck with me. So projection was a big thing. Right. Um, and commitment. More than anything, commit to your joke. Even if you don't think it's funny, you got to commit right. to it. Like commitment is everything. You've got to stand up there with the confidence, believe in what you're saying, and really own it no matter what it is.
1: Well, that's it. Incredible though to hear a journey from you saying you were a shy, kept to yourself kid to suddenly you're teaching people to have confidence and commit. Yeah. Like, do you see how far you came as an individual? That's amazing. I
0: do. And sometimes I'm astounded because it's, 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 not a, <laughs> I'm astounded at my own journey, like we're going to have an a no Oprah moment. But I'm astounded that something like comedy sports can do that for somebody. Yeah, like, it's Because awesome. it really, you can see how it changes people. Yeah. You really can see how it changes yeah. people and how it it takes like a little kind of nugget of something and turns it into something bigger for somebody. And it really can um, improve right. like over time right, and, and right. really create confidence, self-esteem. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. I've seen young people who were in... The high school leagues really blossom and bloom right. because of it, and yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, like it's very, very cool. Now, and so yeah.
1: Now, how do you think it helped you throughout your life? Like, how has it helped the other things you've done? Yeah,
0: uh, so I educate now, um, working. I I cut hair for a living, mm-hmm. and I own my own salon. It has absolutely helped me in terms of educating to be able to speak in public. Mm -hmm. Um, I travel, so I get to speak to strangers all the time. Um, And I don't have any fear of that. Like I just get up on stage and talk to people and tell them about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and why I'm doing it. I can think on my feet really quickly. I'm not afraid of questions. I'm not afraid of meeting new people. I'm now really, really easily. um, I can meet people very easily. Mm -hmm. I don't have an issue going up to strangers and talking to them. Sometimes that's terrible. (laughs) There there are times that I'm like, oh, I gotta get away from this person, (laughs) because
1: they won't (laughs) stop talking.
0: I've done that too. (laughs) And that I think is the curse of people with who are extroverted, right? Like all of a sudden you're like, damn it, I started talking to this person and now I can't get out of it, right?
1: Because they are talking nonstop. Dave will do that to me. Dave will be out in public because I always meet a friend wherever I go. I mean, make just friends. Yeah. And he'll turn and be like, "Can you not talk to these right. people? Can you just can we just go in and get out? Yeah, don't talk to everybody. Yeah, but I just I do I, I love that. Yeah,
0: I do too. And yeah. I, I've we set up a code word now. So if I say to Jerry, pretty please, Jerry's my husband. If I say now, pretty please, then he knows I to like get me out of this get conversation. Get out of this situation, please. <laughs> like pretty please, can I get can you get me a soda, pretty please, pretty please? Yeah. And he's like on it, <laughs> <laughs> so he knows. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, I can't talk to this person for another second. Oh, my God. But you don't want to be impolite, right? Well, you don't well, of course be not, because you started the but, conversation. Right. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> this is getting weird. Like, this person's getting weird. Pretty please, pretty <laughs> please, pretty <laughs> please. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> so if you could take a time machine and go back and tell yourself as a little kid, like, look at what's going to happen, I'll, you'll be extroverted and talk to people and won't be so oh, shy. Yeah,
0: I would absolutely uh, – to enjoy the journey but yeah. yeah a come out sooner right oh, like yeah. don't be so afraid to to come out and and be own it right mm-hmm. like and, commit right right and, and be that confident person that yeah. you think you are
1: what what did you want to be when you were a kid
0: uh I wanted to be a cowboy dinosaur writer
1: a cowboy dinosaur writer yeah you didn't, didn't have that major no. in Madison didn't have that but
0: when I was a little kid that is I thought like when I was some real I was like, I'm going to ride dinosaurs and be a cowboy. That's totally – I thought that was a legit job. Your parents are not know why, sure. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I, I really did want to be a cowboy when I was a little kid. Did you? I did. I wanted to be a co- – I never wanted to be a doctor. I never wanted to no. be – no. And I didn't want to – I, I didn't want to work on television. I, I, I really wanted to be a teacher. Um, and I am working as a teacher. You do, I uh, educate. Of sorts. Yeah, I educate, yeah. right? I just educate adults now mm-hmm. rather than educating <laughs> those kids, little kids. Right? Darn it. Um, and I love what I do, yeah. I really do. And uh, I, I cut hair full time, yeah. and I love that as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any issues with doing what I'm doing. That's awesome. Um, but it is definitely not. When I was a little kid, I was like, and then I'm going to cut hair for a living. No, that is not. Her. You wouldn't have thought that, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't on not. your radar. Yeah, I mean, I had um, I had a theater teacher in high school who, she pushed me. She, she is such a great woman, Kathy Juarez is her name, and uh, she pushed me to. Um, do hair and makeup in high school okay. and then post high school for a repertory company. Really?
1: Yeah, okay. and had
0: she not, I would not be where I am now. I have her wow. to thank for my career. Really? Yeah, she really, I she, I don't know if she saw something in me yeah. or if she was just like, this kid has a talent or get him away from me. <laughs> Like I can't stand him anymore. Did, did
1: you ever get to tell her?
0: <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, I made sure I told her, um, and she's still alive and still kicking yes. and still yeah. She's a and she's no longer teaching, but she is a really cool Aww. woman. She was a very cool woman, and she was one of those teachers in Northern California, um, Santa Rosa in Northern California, where you know we didn't call her Ms. Juarez. we called her Kathy, right? Oh, she was a theater teacher. Right, she was one okay, of those, right? Yeah. And uh, she would like give us our assignment. We had to work on scenes, and then she would leave the classroom, and then you were expected to work she wasn't going to sit around and watch you work yeah and if you didn't work you're great yeah it was on you and so she taught you to work hard for yourself and so yeah she was a she is an amazing woman and she was an amazing teacher
1: oh i'm so glad you got to tell her that i
0: am i'm so grateful to her every day i I think about how much there there are people in your life and i'm sure lots of people know this that just really shape Teachers are amazing. Teachers do a job that they are not given credit for that impact and have an effect on you for years Mm -hmm. to come. And they need to be given credit for that, especially, and I'm not saying this to suck up, especially art teachers. Go on. And teachers in the arts because there is a a safe place for the weird kids. For the weird kids. In the arts.
1: We try. Yeah. We try. We bring them all in. uh
0: Uh-huh and it's really a place to allow them to expand. Yeah, yeah. I know it's different now, but at the time for me, 1986, 87 mm-hmm. when I graduated from high school, it it you didn't have a place to come out. There was not yeah. even in liberal California there really? wasn't a place to come out. It was yeah. You know. I'm sure she knew. But still it it wasn't it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Well, you were saying that you did some theater. So you've done scripted work. Mm-hmm. And then here you were doing improv. Do you have a preference? Which one you'd prefer? You felt more possible? I prefer improv,
0: Yeah, 100%. Scripted stuff scares the ah! out of me. It, uh, because you are reliant on another person yeah. to remember their lines, yeah. and then you are reliant on remembering your own, your lines. own lines. And in improv, it's like whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm a
1: dinosaur right, cowboy exactly. I'm a dinosaur <laughs> cowboy
0: right Like, and if, if if somebody goes off script it wouldn't matter doesn't matter right and yeah. if somebody were to forget something and, and trust too because if you trust your performer on stage in improv it's so much easier yes where a lot of times you're like rehearsal 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 but if somebody blows their line on stage you're like Oh, we're screwed. Jill, what have do we really doing? And I've blown lines on stage for <laughs> yeah. sure. And I remember once doing a show, and I blew my line. I didn't know. I like completely, completely forgot my next line. And rather than handling it like a professional, I just started laughing like a ten-year-old girl. Just like. <laughs> 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 and I could see the other actors on stage so like, just staring at me. What's like, he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> together. <laughs> what's right? he doing? He lost his <laughs> mind. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I don't know my life. Somebody help me. <laughs> it was awful. Oh, it was no. awful. So
1: an improv at a comedy right. sports show doesn't matter.
0: Right. right. Somebody would have helped me.
1: Right. Help me. They jump in and they help. <laughs> Nobody helped oh, me. Oh, my God. It's terrible. So you were in the peak of... Summerfest shows, too. Oh, I'm assuming Summerfest. you did yeah. plenty of Summerfest I shows. Did. I did.
0: I got a couple of Summerfest shows, yeah.
1: And back then, that was like, for people who don't know, in Milwaukee, there's a huge music festival called Summerfest every summer. It's mm-hmm. about 10 days, I believe. Mm-hmm. And there's musicians from all over the world come in and perform there. But they used to have a comedy tent and this seated like I want to say like
0: I think it was three thousand people.
1: I was yeah I was gonna say three four, or six thousand. Yeah five thousand. It was 000. a lot. It was a lot. And then there was usually standing room too. Yeah. I mean, so there was times you could be doing a show for near ten thousand people yeah. with the yeah. seats and the standing, and they they would bring in com- you know national comedians who are doing tours. But comedy sports would perform there, and usually open for these comedians. So if you got a summerfest show, oh my god, you were like you yeah. got it made. You yeah. knew you were a part of it then, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a wild time. Yes. Um, yeah, you really had to work hard at <sighs> those shows. Oh, they were ter- it was terrifying and so fun. Yes. And such a great place to learn yeah. a different type of skill to do that stage. Right. Um.
1: Well, because you, you had to be on mic, yeah, which was different than at comedy sports in the arena. You could move around stage and the audience right. could hear you. Yeah, but in a show that big, you have to really be on mic so you can't be as physical.
0: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was so crazy. Oh, my God. We got to meet so many cool people, though. I mean, we got to meet John Stewart. Yeah. Right before he was John mm-hmm. Stewart, I mean he was John Stewart, but before he became <laughs> his he name but, was actually Ed right? Ed, Ed McMahon Ed Jones. But right <laughs> right. Um, before he became the John Stewart that he is today, we right. got to uh, Gilbert Gottfried when mm-hmm. he was just Iago in um, Oh uh,
1: uh, Aladdin. Aladdin, mm-hmm. yep, thank
0: you. Um, Paula Poundstone, right. who was bizarre. Really, she was so weird. <laughs> She was so weird. Why? What's the I story? Don't, she was just like was in, just her, in her, in uh, her, because the we had our own like the the stinky comics from Comedy Sports had their own we had a trailer. Their own, right? We had a trailer, yeah, and it was really God, comics just stink, right? <laughs> but I, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole other episode. Welcome to comics stink. <laughs> <laughs> but, Let's uh, go
1: smell this trailer. Right.
0: Let's see what farts smell like. <laughs>
1: Rolly would win.
0: (laughs) What do antidepressants and farts smell like? (laughs) Welcome to Comedy Sports. (laughs) Check. (laughs) So we had our own trailer where we would get dressed, and then the the comics, the like headline comics, had their own trailer as well. And I remember she was in there like rolling around in her outfit, like kind of uh, like whining and being weird, and it just was like this is. Paula Poundstone? And because I was a huge Paula Poundstone fan, so yeah. I really was excited to meet her. And then I was like, oh, I guess maybe now's not a good time.
1: <laughs> Are you okay in there? <laughs> yeah.
0: But I, it was really cool to, to get to see. I mean, uh, that was a wild time. Yeah. I mean, people would wait all day long to see those comics. So we got a chance to really hone our crafting and, oh, and figure sure. out what's funny and what's not funny. And I remember, oh, I got booed once. I made a joke about Oprah Winfrey. Now, Oprah is still like the most powerful woman on television, right? right? Even though she's not on television anymore. But I made a joke about Oprah having bingo wings.
1: Having bingo wings? Bingo wings,
0: you know, like the fat underarm, right? (laughs) I made a joke about her having bingo wings and the whole tent Booed me. That's a they, loud boo. It was a loud boo. Oh my! God. Booed me off the stage. Oh! Booed me off the stage. <laughs> no! And whew, And that I will say is a powerful feeling, <laughs> like a powerful bow. Like to have it had to be three thousand people boo boo you. I was like, wow. <laughs> and I remember Holly natowski was on stage with me, and she just started looked at me like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? And, and gave me this look like, how about that? <laughs> And I remember being like, yeah, all right. And I was just like,
1: <laughs> how did you ever get back on a stage after being booed at Summerfest? I
0: did, you know, we just went. We yeah, just kept going. Like, you, do. you just learned to just keep going. Like, the next joke just. That's the one thing that comedy sports teaches you just keep going. Yeah. The next one's right. just as funny. Just keep going. Just
1: do it again. Yeah. Did you ever have the opposite happen?
0: Yeah. I got once I got a standing ovation. This was early on. This was really great. And uh, this was early on. John Plesnick, bless his heart, Joe Cortez, too. Um, Joe we used to play musical chairs
1: oh yeah right.
0: one of the yeah. one of the great games I'm not a singer I will say it a hundred times um, and pulled out of the hat disco I was the last person up pulled okay. out disco um, sang a disco song um, at the end of it um, the crowd stood up Gave me a standing ovation, and I was like, holy crap. And I was like, maybe six months into it. Nice. Yeah, and it was one of the weirdest experiences of my entire life, because I was like, what is this? (laughs) Do they like me <laughs> and and Joe was like take another lap and I was like what and he was like go bow and I was like okay
1: it gave you a standing, yeah it was the coolest oh, thing ever this uh, was
0: not at Summerfest this was at uh, the regular comedy but you've had you've had both yeah, ends of yeah, the extreme yeah. here but I was like a standing <laughs> ovation for this stupid musical thing that it was like well, a, a fifteen second kind because
1: of. the crowd yeah. does not believe what we do
0: yeah right 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 right, right. I mean they yeah. think.
1: They think this is a scene you've done a million times before. Right, This is scripted. This is, or they think gibberish is a made-up language. Speaking of that, they think we cheat at Uh games, uh which uh I assure you we don't. No, no, we don't. No. Never. No, no. But I have to say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't cheat. I will say that, like, with all certainty. Right. But.
1: (laughs) But. I remember performing, and this was at the old place, which Mm -hmm. was the new place. So after cults, we went to Jefferson Street. Mm -hmm. Um, And you were still waiting tables every once in a while. I remember (laughs) leaving the room for six things. So the guesser, I was a guesser yeah. out of the room. For- six
0: things is a guessing game where you're given six items that you have to purchase from a grocery store, or six activities you have to do. Right. So yeah,
1: yeah. So but then we shake them up. So if it was like you know you're bowling, but instead of a bowling ball, you know people would yell out you know watermelon, and instead yeah. of ten pins, you're you're actually Jell-O. yeah you're bowling yeah. down Jello. What flavor Jello? And who are you competing against? You know, Axl Rose. So you totally get these crazy suggestions. So while the referee is getting these suggestions, the guessers are out of the room. Well, I'm a guesser once. <laughs> I'm out of the room. This happened maybe once or twice. And you were wait staffing that night. Yeah. Well, you come out. And I assure the audience we don't cheat. Yes. You come out and you turn to me and the other guesser. I can't remember who it was. And you're like, oh, by the way, you're bowling with a watermelon and you're bowling down, you know, concrete flavored gel and you're playing against Axl Rose. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever, Al, real funny. And then they call us back in, you know, we're not thinking of it. And they start miming out the activity with gibberish. Right. And at the end, I'm like, "Um, am I bowling with the water that you told me what it was? And it was such a mind warp because I was like, he wouldn't do that. He would right. never right, do right, that. Right, 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 And other times you would totally make it up to get right. nervous. Totally, you right. would always make it up. Yeah. You'd be like, ah, you're playing bingo against blah, right. blah, blah. And it was a lie. It was right. all a lie. Yeah. But once or twice you actually said what it was. Yeah. And it was so bizarre.
0: Yeah, I used to love to just mess with people <laughs> just because it was so fun for them to be like, what? Like, cause because for me, it was like for a, a show of one, right? <laughs> Because right. I could see on stage that you guys were like, Oh my god, it is. It is bowling <laughs> with the water or, or, <laughs> or but what about I thought it was an octopus. Right. But you it's were... not an octopus. I thought Ugh. and because you couldn't you couldn't out me <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't be like, Well, Al said Al like, said though, he like, told but the me audi- but I audience, I know that uh. Joe had said that no, he can't hear us, but Al just told me,
1: you would mess with people. I
0: did love to mess with people because I had been doing that for, but at that time, probably three or four years, maybe even longer. Yeah, like so, I had seen six. I mean, you we used to do six things, five things every show, every show, and we had gotten Elvis Jello, Jello. Uh, so many times, right? And so yes, I I still will say no. We we were not. I was not giving you guys the answers. No, that probably happened twice. Probably, but I would I would often mess with you guys.
1: Oh my god!
0: Yeah, I was very so often how, mess with you guys.
1: How would you explain <laughs> your specific Al Oldham sense of humor?
0: Oh, I, I've got a pretty dark sense of humor, right? Like, I like to take you to dark places. Um, pretty self deprecating right? Yeah. I like to turn the humor on myself. Um, I'm not a punch-downer. Like, no. I'm not one of those who likes to make fun of other people. No, I find never. that really, really terrible. Yeah. Um, situational, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I like to, to see the humor in things. Um, I don't think things are off-limits okay. in terms of humor. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much a person who thinks most everything can be joked about. Um, ask Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. That guy. (laughs) Ish. Yeah, I'm not, but I, so I really, um, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say topical necessarily, but I'm, I, I try to, to stay witty. I don't tend to go for cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not ever going to be, although I do love a Goodyear mom. I do love a good, a good your, your mama mom. joke. Yeah, I do. Those I'm a big fun. fan of your mom. You know <laughs> she, like,
1: she's a fan of yours as right. well. <laughs>
0: Anytime I can slip in a good your mom, I'm like, oh that's yeah. good. Right. I still laugh at there's some things like um and this like gets brought up a lot, but the how about them apples, that still makes me laugh. <laughs> like that still makes me laugh. And that made me laugh even before Goodwill hunting. Like, did it? It did. I, that was one of my favorite yeah. jokes. Like, that goes back to, like, um, Elvira. That's like, how about them oh God, apples Elvira. goes back to Elvira. Yeah. Like, that is, and I know that's cheap humor, but there's something about that cheap, cheap, like, the cheaper, the better. Yeah. And sometimes movies like Clue, like, that oh, kind that's of- That's a fun one. Right? Like, that kind of sharpness Yeah. as, uh, I love it. I think it's really funny. Lucy. Um, Gilda Live, like that's another thing yeah. I can watch a thousand times if you've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. That kind of humor, that that sort of situational thing where there's if you were to like dissect to that stuff that she's doing on Broadway nothing about it is funny it's all driven by characters mm-hmm. but it's really because there's something about the characters that she's created that's really funny christian wig does it yeah and she does it really well will forte does it and he does it really well um bill hader does it really mm-hmm. well as well kate mckinnon is really good oh, at also I love her right
1: she's great yeah
0: they're all really really stellar mm-hmm. building these characters that somehow you see people you know or something about it that resonates with reality yeah and so when I see things like that there's something about it it's why I think Judd Apatow movies are so well done uh-huh. and, and so well received like right. I've watched this is 40 I don't know how many times <laughs> and I laugh at <laughs> Melissa McCarthy every mm-hmm. single time and that one particular scene yeah I've watched that a hundred times and Eddie Izzard Eddie Izzard I think is I think her name is yeah I don't want to like screw that up yeah um her bit in, um, I can't remember which one, Dress to Kill, mm. is one of, there's this thing she does where she's talking that, that Frank Sinatra died.
1: Okay. Have you
0: seen it? No. Oh, my God, it's so funny. And she's just doing this thing where she's just with her eyes. And it's <laughs> the funniest thing. Go back and watch it. I'll have to go back it's, and it's watch really it. It's really funny. I'll have to go it's back. A, we got the opportunity, uh, Dave Bogan, Roly, Brian Green. Who else was there? Maybe Joe and Holly? Mm-hmm. We all got the chance to go see her in Chicago.
1: Didn't you guys all take a limo down we there? took a limo down I remember you guys leaving and doing that. Yeah, Great show. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So what kind of games did you like at sports? Oh, what kind of games were your favorite?
0: I liked scene games, right? I think yeah. most I think most of us are like that. I wasn't a big fan of the gimmicky games, yeah. games right? Um, Rosie Friedman, bless oh, her heart, was R.I.P. so good. Yes. I loved her at, excuse me she in terms of i watched her play arms expert, arms expert. she was hands down the best hands person down. at that game <laughs> hands down hands down the pants she, she was the best i've never mm-hmm. seen somebody f- so fearless yeah. in terms of yeah. playing that game and so good at it oh mm-hmm. my god she was really good at that game and i i used to watch her just from the sidelines to see what she would do? I, I again, it's one of those things. I would just watch her, almost trying to like dissect it because it, right. she was so good at it, yeah. And she was fearless in terms of that. <laughs> she would go for the zipper, and she would go for the pockets, and she would go for. Well, the Well, explain boobs. the game for people. So that for don't know. arms expert, it would be, a uh, one person standing. It's like a a camp skit. Yeah. Right. It, totally. That's what's so terrible about it, or could be so terrible about <laughs> it. One person is standing in front of another person, and so the person in front puts their arms behind the person. So the person standing behind the person in front is now acting like they don't have arms and the other person is in the back is now their arms. right? So it's but and she would go for it. And she like, was amazing. And unbuttoned shirts. Yes. Take clothes, clothing off. Take unzip wallets zippers, out of take pockets. Take, take money. Off. Right. And throw it. Yeah. It was, she was so good. fearless. Just she knew how to play that. Mm-hmm. She understood the tiny bits that made the game funny mm-hmm. without it being cheap. I, she was amazing. I just so I, I'm. I was never that good at that. Yeah. I wasn't good at those kind of gimmick games. Right. So I was like the scene games. I liked uh, any kind of scene games, are, although games like uh, Chain Murder, mm. I loved. So guessing um, games. Guessing games, I yeah. liked. Um, anything where I could give away the answers, right, to the <laughs> people while they're outside the room. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> I love those games. I would run out and be like, and then you're... <laughs> You're bowling, Elvis. Oh my all God! This.
1: People still talk I about know. it to this day. It was it's, it's so terrible. bizarre. I, I
0: did not give people the answers. No. I don't want people to think that. But no, not yeah, at all. Always said don't do that. Right. That's no. it's
1: the legend of it. But um, so Al, I want to know where the story came from from your nickname, Al of a thousand dances old. Oh.
0: Roger Hebner gave me that nickname.
1: Roger gave you Roger your nickname. Roger gave me my
0: nickname. Believe it or not, um, I did not have a nickname, and uh, my last name is Oldham, and um, I didn't want anything that was like geriatric pork, right? Because it's O L D H A M, right? <laughs> and I.
1: <laughs> Why is that so funny? Right,
0: and because and that's like that's the easy easy right. kind of gag, and I didn't want anything like that, so. Um, Roger at the time Roger was doing Mr. Voice for whatever reason at the time that I started performing he was speaking he was speaking yeah he Words. would introduce us yeah he would introduce us wow. yeah we still had um, Paula doing music yeah but we didn't have a Mr. Voice um, so I said I don't know Roger why don't you give me a nickname and so he tried out a couple
1: really yeah
0: and I uh, he gave me a couple and I was like uh, there were a few before I don't remember what they were. But when he said Al of a Thousand Dances, because I used to dance behind the bar, like whenever the music was playing, I used to love to dance behind the bar. Um, and so I was like, yeah, Al of a Thousand Dances, I like that. Um, and it stuck. It and stuck. Yeah.
1: All right, Al, in front okay. of you here, I have a bunch of comedy sports games written on different pieces of paper. You're going to pick two okay. games. We're not going to play it, but uh-huh. I want you to uh-huh. tell me which uh-huh. game, uh-huh. explain the games to okay. the audience, and then tell me which game you'd rather play in a show. And if you don't know the game, just grab another one.
0: So Shopping Spree and Replay at Bernie's. All right, Shopping Spree. I used to love Shopping Spree. It's
1: another guess- guessing yeah, another game. That's ge- a good one. Another guessing
0: game. I really love this because you were the owner of a store and you would – uh, people would be coming in mm-hmm. trying to buy things from you or returning things that they had bought from you. And they would be made up objects like uh, a poodle that doesn't have any hair because <laughs> it uh, ate too much Lego. Um, <laughs> and, but you couldn't say, hey, I want to return this poodle because it ate too much Lego and it lost all its right. hair. You had to hint at the uh, owner of the store to get him to.
1: Right, and then the owner would try to guess and figure out what you were talking about. And it was
0: awesome. I loved this game. It was Mm -hmm. really good. I love that game. That's one of those few gimmick games that I really Mm love. Replay of Bernie's, I never, I'm assuming this is a replay game, but... Somebody's dead. Somebody's like, and you're dead. moving their arms. And you're dragging them around. Yeah, you're dragging them around. Like weekend yeah. at Bernie's. Yeah, like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I would love to play that. It seems like a fun game. Well, when
1: we're seems done like recording, you gamer, me and Kyle right. are going to give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Seems like that would be a fun game. I did love the replay games. I always yeah. love those, like the opportunity to get to, to do the same three times. I remember they when I was there. They added one that was like, give me an age. And it was like seven or whatever, fill in the blank. Like, and it was like, all right, now you're all seven-year-olds, yes. and it was just hilarious. You were good at that. That was so funny. That was, like, good. It was Thank you. That was, it was super fun to do to yeah. get to like touch, get in touch with that childish portion of yourself yeah. and get to play again. Yeah, yeah. it was really fun. Yeah, what were your really other
1: fun. favorite suggestions for a replay?
0: For accents, replay. obviously. <laughs> accents. I was so good at accents. <laughs> um, I really liked any kind of like at the time. Terminator was huge, right? Mm -hmm. Like So we used to get that a lot. So any kind of action movie. Um, I was a big musicals fan, so that was always good. Mm -hmm. Um, Although Milwaukee's terrified of musical Not so many music games. But
1: when you were talking about um, musical chairs before... I remember that was fun, but also
0: terrifying yeah. to play. But the audience loved they it. Love it; they love it. You just make up a song, boom, it. and they people would back you. loved it. Yeah. and I never understood yeah. there were, there was too much fear involved, like mm-hmm. in and people not wanting to perform it. And I I realized that you have to have a, like a really full crowd for it to really work, right? Well, um, but. The the audiences really went for it. Yeah. Right. And I just we I We should never workshop underst- that. We gotta bring yeah. Paula back and workshop yeah. that. I thought it was really well done. I just mm-hmm. really always loved any kind of musical game. And I was I'm not a singer. Yeah. Right? But but I, I would always say, Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're gonna all we're right. gonna
1: play a speed round. All right, good. I'm gonna do a question, yeah. you're just gonna give me the first thing you think okay. of. All right. You mentioned three's company earlier. Ropers or furley?
0: Ropers. Ropers. Yeah.
1: Well, all right. So Chrissy, Cindy, or Terry.
0: Oh, that's a good one. I got to go Terry, because she's the one I remember more. Okay. Yeah. She was the nurse, too, right? She was the nurse. If yeah. you go
1: back and watch it, she reminds me a lot of Holly Ignatowski. Really? The way she delivers her comedic lines, I always think of Holly.
0: I Holly and uh, Rachel... Listen to how Rachel delivers her lines and friends. Okay. And Holly. It's the same timing. It's the really? same. Yeah. There are times when I listen to Rachel that I go, Oh my God, that's Holly Ignatowski. Mm. Like it's so their timing is really the the rhythm yeah. of how they speak. Cause I'm often like, whose voice is that? I'm <laughs> like, oh, that isn't Holly.
1: All right, favorite food.
0: My favorite food? Yeah. Yeah. Fried chicken.
1: Fried chicken. My favorite favorite fried place to vacation.
0: Ooh. Hmm. Mexico?
1: Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mexico. Yeah. If you could go in a time machine, what era would you go visit? Mm. 1920s. Not dinosaurs? You could be a cowboy dinosaur. No,
0: no, not dinosaurs. Yeah, I'd be too afraid to be eaten. <laughs> yeah. 1920s, like the Great Gatsby, kind of that era.
1: All right. Would you rather drink a shot glass of your neighbor's saliva or eat a tablespoon of dog toenail clippings.
0: Oh, toenail clippings. Really? Yeah, I'd rather I don't know that I could do this the saliva. This well both. If are you pretty saw pretty my gross. neighbor. Oh. Yeah. This is
1: another one. Would you rather drink half a cup of a stranger's saliva or eat all the hair out of your bathtub drain?
0: Oh. Uh, I guess I'm gonna go with the bathtub drink. Oh,
1: <laughs> I guess that's, if you're gonna make that's me, that's great, great.
0: That's hilarious.
1: Well, Al, thank you so much for coming and doing this. Maybe someday when I get to play with my favorite people, you Who will come down. Who else is on your team?
0: Tell me. Let's see. Sorry to interrupt you.
1: Um. Well, boy, I haven't thought of the list in a while. will you, you, mm-hmm. Dave Tooney.
0: Oh, Dave Tooney's great. Isn't I Dave forgot Tooney? about Dave
1: Tooney. I love him so much. Yes. Dave Tooney. I want to
0: kiss his stupid face.
1: I know he does have a stupid face. I I I mean, that
0: like a good stupid face. I know. Yeah,
1: you, Dave Tooney. Um, Probably Holly Ignatowski, of course. She's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Mm Cortez. I would love Brian Green. He mm-hmm. and I sometimes would have really fun chemistry. And Rolly Cafaro.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Right. That sounds like. But a super you know, I'm like naming team. all these people from back when I was playing at my right. the heyday of when I was down there. Right. You know, now like I mean, Rolly plays every once in a while. Yeah. Brian Green plays every once in a while. I'm
0: sure there are people down there now that are fantastic. Oh yeah. Right? Oh, oh my I, God,
1: I didn't even mention my husband.
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> wah, wah.
0: Knock, knock,
1: knock, knock. Al, thanks for coming
0: It the yeah, hoot right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> And hey my listeners, welcome back to season 2 And we will see and hear ya next time The Comedy Sports Podcast is produced and engineered by Kyle Hannikin. Our announcer is PJ Rockwell Feel free to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram Comments and inquiries can be sent to the Comedy Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Created and hosted by me, Christine Rolo Capriolo. Thanks for listening.
0: The Comedy Sports Podcast is an independent production made by CSC players. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast host and any guests are their own and do not represent the views and opinions of any CSE location or CSE worldwide. Vocabulary used by the host and guests is not necessarily representative of the CSE brand.